It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello everyone and welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. We are live tonight as we're going to do a kind of impromptu kind of, I suppose, a, um, an old firm debrief and the reason we went live is because it's always good to get um, the punters um, to have their say on things as well. I am struggling a wee bit with man flu. I do apologise if I cough and splutter my way through this, uh, but I will do my best. I am Scott Carney and with Ali Pearson. Ali, rough mate. Uh, yes, a wee bit today. Um, <laughs> after yesterday's shenanigans, so um, aye, that no, was a good day. All in all, to be honest, in the pub afterwards, all the boys. So it was um, overall, it was a good day. It was. It was good. To, it was good to see everybody yesterday. Um, we even had the, the absolute pleasure of seeing Jamie Lowe as well. So it was. Um, it was good to was good to see him. Uh, Ryan Haymarsh, how are you, mate? You um, you went home quite early, mate. I surprise. I'm I'm pretty sure you don't feel as bad as Ali feels right now. <laughs> Yes, I went home to my hometown early, but I did not go directly mm. home, which is uh, always a fault of mine. As soon as I was off the train, I was just straight into my local <laughs> uh, and drinking with uh, the locals. Let's just call them that. Um, it was it was good though. Um, bumped into a few of that other Mulberry enough, and they they gave their views on the game. Of course, they were more interested in refereeing decisions than the actual result, but that's always the case with that lot. But yes, all in all, it was a good day. It was good to have a beer with you. Yeah, just briefly on that, like that's all you've seen today is the, them complaining about a a penalty that's not a penalty, and then continuing on with it and saying that the Sakala one wasn't a penalty and all this. And I, I I'll never be able to understand that because you're nine points clear. Why do you care? <laughs> why honestly? Why are you putting all that that's effort exactly. into something something that's actually came out and come out they've come out and said like they've, they've shown the proof the reason that it's not is because he's not moved his hands towards the ball it's a 
a reaction that's happened. So yeah, very bizarre, very bizarre behaviour, very bizarre. Anyway, um, less about them, more about us. We'll discuss. We'll discuss the game in more detail. Obviously, after the game um, last night, we uh, yesterday afternoon, even we done a a quick um, a quick kind of reaction to it outside the pub, and I think. It's always important, I think, especially old firm games. Emotions are so high at an old firm game. I think it's always important afterwards to reflect on it a wee bit, see the highlights, watch the game back, maybe have a slightly different viewpoint on on the, the way you thought things were the first time around because a, a, a few things have definitely changed for me, um, that's for sure. Before I go any further, um, if you are new here, please do subscribe to the channel. Uh, that would be very much appreciated. Like the video as well, that would be great. You can support the podcast by becoming a member as well. You can donate through the live chat. You can donate through buymeacoffee.com. All the links for that are below, so it would be very much appreciated if you would do so. Right, gentlemen, uh, before I lose my voice, um, we'll, we'll, we'll break down the game a wee bit further um, and talk about different parts that I, that I think are quite important. Obviously, the goals are rather important. I think the subs as well and the, the tactics or um, what, what we've seen, especially towards the the, the, the later end of the, the second half. Ali, my initial reaction to the their first goal and look, Rangers did start well. Um, I've watched the game. We, we did start well when they first couple of minutes. And it is a slack pass from Morelos. Uh, and I think I let James Tavernier off far too much yesterday. I don't know what James Tavernier is trying to do there. It's a very strange decision that he's had. I think there, in my personal opinion, I know it's easy for me to say, but I would be either clattering him or getting rid of the ball. It's, it's one, of, one of the two things that he has to do, and he does neither. It's a rather lame attempt pass to Goldson, and even though Goldson's not exactly the slowest centre-half, he's not catching Maeda, that's for sure, because that, that's all he does is run. And then there's been criticism flung at McGregor as well. I think it's quite a good finish. It's one of those ones that... It's kind of a freak one. It was kind of flash all happened so quickly, but any... If your viewpoint changed at all on the goal, I know Morelos obviously doesn't do himself any favours with it, but Taff has to do better, surely. Yeah, I've seen it back today. Um, I, I was I was angry with uh, Morelos during the game, trying to play the square balls or switching the play, and he doesn't get it right. But Tav's got to deal with that ball. I mean, Tav's got the ball. He's got to deal with it. I, I don't know what he's it's like caught in two minds. He tries to play it back to Goldson, I think, and next that's the arse of it, to be honest. And it was a poor one to give away. I wouldn't blame McGregor coming out. I, I thought it was a good finish, but that might either, to be honest. Um, so I, I wouldn't put any blame on the goalkeeper. But it was poor from Morelos and Tav. And Tav's been culpable more than a few times this season um, in terms of goals. I know he gets slaughtered on Twitter. I've seen today he's getting slaughtered again on Twitter. Um, but for me, well, you all, you'll probably come on to Tav. But um, aye, that goal... The both of them were at fault for me. Morelos for first for sure switch to play. Because I don't think he's good enough to do that, Morelos. I've seen him do it umpteen times and he continually does that same ball. So he should he should just cut out his game now, Morelos. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, I do think Tav did get off probably lightly from all of us. And it is like we I say all the time, we do reactions straight after the game. You've not had a chance to really reflect on it and look at the the game back as such. It's kind of as you remember it there and then, and it's quite hard to do so sometimes, especially old firm games and the way things happen there. But it's just a silly mistake from both players. Um, and this is, you said it on the pod, mate, this is our Achilles heel right now. 
Aye, it is. Just to touch on what you're saying about his reaction pod last night or after the game, as I find these so hard to do because firstly, I find it hard to remember what actually happened in the game straight after it because your emotions are high. But you're coming out of that game so disappointed. It doesn't matter what's happened during the 90 minutes. We didn't beat Celtic, so you're just you're so deflating. It's very hard to do those pods and I think most of the punters understand that emotions are running high and it might not come across as well as you want it to, but um, definitely my reflection since or since I've watched the highlights is we did a lot better than I thought we did. So probably tonight I'll give them more credit and praise them more, but we will go into that. The goal, the first goal, like use no asset, very low down. So sometimes it's uh, you, you just get a better view of things than I do. And I was sure Taffy had a, had a shocker and I, I let him know it basically, you know what I'm like at the game. So I gave it plenty and I was rolling it to have for giving the ball away and not and not going through my I thought he had an opportunity to go through him and take the man out, which we failed to do a lot. But there's been a lot of goals this season where somebody just needs to take the hit. If there's been whoever's given the ball away, somebody just needs to take the man down and, and take the yellow card. Morelos, that ball, we see it so many times. He tries to do a big switch and I agree with Ali. Alfredo Morelos does not have that in his game. He's about holding the ball up, sticking his bomb out, bringing play, people into play, switching the ball like that. He does not have in his locker. Why he's trying it against Celtic of all teams, I don't know. And Tavernier, for me, I know we're going to come on to probably have a discussion about him. He's continued his form there. He has had another brain fart um, defensively and it's cost a goal. In terms of McGregor, I wouldn't blame McGregor. I know I always back Alan McGregor, but if there's a striker going through one-on-one 99 times out of 100, I would expect him to finish it. So, no, the blame is is completely on Alfredo Morelos and, and James Tavernier for that goal. Yeah, you would, always, you would expect the, the striker to, to score, mate, and of course, unless it's Rabbi Matondo, then he doesn't. Um, but <laughs> it was probably a bit harsh on him there, but I could not let that one go. <laughs> uh, and I still haven't let it go. Still see the, still they see the missed chances. Anyway, we're talking about the old form, going and getting sidetracked there. Um, Rangers, obviously, we'll come on to, we'll come on to Tav, we'll come on to Morelos a wee bit later on. We obviously get ourselves back into the game. I do think, after seeing the game back, we did grow into the game, especially in the last kind of 10 minutes or so, probably eight minutes to really be like eight to 10 minutes of the, the first half. We started to dominate um, a bit. We did really good chances, but I say we will come on to them. I think, I still think Kench is unlucky. I said that, um, I said that yesterday. I think it's, it's a decent save by Hart. Uh, and as I say, we'll come to the LLC's too. Both of them are awful, um, especially the second one. Um, but obviously we get back into the game. Um, Fashion Sakala is a man possessed that the what his work for Kent's goal is phenomenal honestly brilliant the way he kills the ball um i seen somebody on twitter earlier on today saying if that was Joe Rebo we would all be waxing lyrical about it and it's it's true that the ball for McGregor's brilliant Sakala's found himself a couple of yards of space and he just kills the ball turns and runs it's superb generally brilliant i know i give him a hard time as well but it's brilliant and the finish from Ryan Kent is awesome see the 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 camera from behind him when he hits it. Oh, it is. It is an absolute beauty. It really is. But yeah, and then Sakala wins as a penalty and we're back in the game. From from there in, um, we'll probably, I'll talk about the goal that we conceded. Ali, we, we will come on to talk about why we, why we kind of went back the way, I think, in terms of the, the press and everything that was working. But even just this goal, 
the second goal was just a calamity, man. Honestly, we have about three attempts to clear it. James Tavernier, again, he doesn't cover himself in any great glory here. Um, he gives Jota just a wee bit too much space and then he rushes in, um, which is what Jota wants you to do. He wants you to rush in so he can just dink it past you. Ryan Jackson clear it and then it's, it is a wee bit of a, a scrappy kind of bobbling out ball and it falls straight to the um, the feet of Kyogo and he puts it away to make it two each. Again, this is another thing that we have seen before, mate, that we just kind of collapse within ourselves defensively and it's like error after error after error and it ends up leading to that goal. Yeah, I was disappointed we sat back after the, the second goal instead of playing our own game and trying to get the third to kill it because I think the third would have killed it. Um, I, I could see them scoring, if I'm being honest with myself. The, the longer it went, I thought, you know, they always score in the last five minutes. They always do it. Um, I knew they'd get a chance, but it was it's poor defending from us again. Tav doesn't cover himself in glory. Ryan Jack has a good deal with it too. Scramble back to Kyogo and he puts it back in there and I was disappointed because we had them. We had them yesterday, but we just didn't go and kill it for me. Um, and that's what happens. That's football for you, unfortunately. We, we get caught in the last five minutes. And after that, I'll be honest, the players we had in the park at that point, I couldn't see us scoring again. I could I could have seen them maybe nicking one again, just the way they play. But um, it was disappointing because we had it. We had the, we had the victory there. And we, to be honest, threw it away. I really thought we threw, threw the victory away. Yeah, I don't think there's any great doubt. Um, Ryan, I don't think there's much more to add on that goal, mate. If there is, then please do so. Um, but in terms of taking the lead, um, we all had a, a pretty lengthy conversation um, over a couple of beers about what happened with, with Bill and tactically and the substitutions. And I suppose we can roll this all into one. Sakala was for about fifteen to fifteen to twenty minutes was literally unplayable. <laughs> he was everything that he touched was superb. He was running it past everybody. Juranovic, this forty million pound left back that's going to Real Madrid, Sakala made him look like a an amateur footballer at times. And he was he was great, honestly, absolutely superb. Look, Rangers did start to tire. There's absolutely no doubt, and we did need changes. However, I'm still going to stand by even after um, seeing it back and. Kind of taking my emotion away from the the result, I, I still think the wrong subs were made. Um, I think taking off Morelos for Scott Wright was a mistake. I'm not saying Morelos was particularly great because we will come to him. Um, however, it left us moving Sakala through the middle where he was on fire on that right hand side, and then yeah, as I say, bringing on Sands. I, I get what Bill was trying to do. I do understand what he was trying to do, but we just got further, we got deeper, we got deeper, we got deeper. And I've said it a million times, if you do that against Celtic, the chances are they'll score against you because it allows them to build their play. It, it, puts, it lets them build their phases of play, which ultimately will lead to a shot on target. And obviously sometimes a shot on target will be a goal. So as you changed your mind at all and anything like that, we spoke about yesterday, as I say, I still think the subs were wrong. Uh, but obviously, after hearing Bill talk as well, you still have to... So the players are going to need to take some of the blame because they weren't executing the game plan because apparently, according to Bill, it was never his intention for us to sit in. Yeah, I've, I've heard quite a few opinions on this one and I'll be honest, you know I'm not one for sitting in the fence. I'm usually... 
I usually kind of vo voice my opinion, but I don't think there's any kind of wrong opinion on this one. Bill has, as you said, said that he wasn't defending the lead. And I get the, J the James Sands um, substitution because if I think of James Sands and ironically it's the opposite of what he did do, I think to myself, he'll hold on to the ball for us. He'll be tidy. He'll, he'll, his distribution of the ball, his retention of the ball will be good. So I kind of see why he brought him on. But the other side of things are putting Sakala through the middle when it was working so well with him on the right hand side. Yes, that's that's not it's not worked. Um, could have been a different substitution. Could have been an Arfield as a false ten and kept Sakala out in the right. There's so many things we could say. What a will he is. I think no matter in terms of the depth of our bench, I think no matter who you brought on, I think they were going to score anyway. Mm. That sounds negative. I just think. Not that the momentum was um, with them, but you could see we had fallen out of the game and we couldn't get that third goal, which everybody, probably everybody watching at the game or in pubs or at home knew we needed that third goal. We knew they were going to get a chance. And it's not just the chances. We, we've always got a mistake at the back. but We always have a mistake. It doesn't matter if it's against Celtic or, or Kamal. We've always got a mistake. And how many goals have we, <clears throat> have we lost in the last five minutes this season? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, it came to into fruition. So, in terms of in terms of disagreeing with Bill, I totally get your point. We spoke about it as soon as you came into the pub last night. I totally get where you're coming from. But in hindsight's a wonderful thing. We always say that in this in this pod, and <clears throat> I kind of get what he was trying to do. But again, I think it fell on personnel. I think we were. It looked as if, I felt as if we were going to concede anyway, no matter who was on the park. Yeah. Um, I can, again, I, I I can understand why a lot of people would probably be sitting on the fence with it, mate. I think there's probably both parties to blame here. Um, he was saying he was screaming at the side of the pitch to try and get them forward, but obviously it didn't didn't work out like that. And I didn't really feel like I had an inevitability feeling around it, Ali. I, I did think the the unfortunate thing at two one. I didn't think at that point that we were. Really committed enough to go and try and get the third. I know Tillman was really unlucky, um, who was absolutely blown um, at that point. Uh, he was getting Carter Vickers makes a great interception. He really does at that point. And but that was really it. I can't remember in, anything else. So, but I, I didn't have an. I didn't. It didn't feel like it was inevitable that they were going to score. But as I say, when the changes happened, all of a sudden our backline and our midfield had just dropped considerably. And for the first time in the game, their centre halves were bringing the ball into our half. And I was like, oh, I didn't like it. Immediately it was like, no, I don't like this. We are getting far too deep. And we all know that what's going, what's inevitably going to happen. And saying that, right, uh, I'll hold my hands up, Alex, up to you whether you want to or not. I fully expected Rangers to get beat. I know that's not staunch. I know people think that's negative, but I did. I didn't expect Rangers to win. I thought we would get beat. Um, I, as I say, it's just one of those things. I'm always honest, um, but I, I didn't feel particularly good in the morning of the game. Um, so, yeah, I will put my unstaunch marks for me, minus, minus 20 points for Carney Corner. Uh, I, I do get that, but... It's not the worst result, and they had a bit of an off day, yeah, but we're also not as far as far away as we probably let ourselves start to believe that we are, and I'm trying, I, I know I've seen a few people saying I've been far too negative, I'm only trying to dissect the game, and I'm, I am disappointed that 
we drew two each. We should have won that game. I, I don't understand how that can be perceived as negative. I am disappointed that we didn't win the game. So there is progress. There is progress happened, yes, but I still feel it was a missed opportunity. But Ali, in saying all that, Bill's still unbeaten since he's came in here. So there is definitely progress being made. Yeah, there's, 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 it's disappointing we didn't win the game, but we're all gutted we didn't win the game. We, we should have won the game. We deserved to probably win the game. Um, but aye, Beals, Beals come in, four wins, a draw against Celtic. Most people, if they're probably being honest with themselves, probably thought we'd struggle to get a result against them. Just the way they were playing, the way we were playing. Um, the bookies had them favourites as well, coming to Highbrooks too. Um, but I, when, when we've got our first 11 on the park, I, I don't think we are a mile miles away from them, to be honest. I don't think we are. It's... It's more the squad for me. I looked at their bench yesterday. Um, they brought on Jota, um, Abada, and um, the guy Jack, Jack Amakis up front. Um, and I looked, and then I looked at our bench and went, mm, "There's not really much there." You've got Scott Arfield, you've got Chulak and Roof, who obviously aren't up to up to speed. A couple of young lads in there, and Divine King. It, there wasn't really anything. And a Scott Wright as well. So the. the that's a difference for me at the moment. Um, but once he gets these players back, and Tom, Tom Lawrence for me is a, a huge, huge player for us going forward to get him back. Um, and Scotia's man, Hadji, as well. They're two key players mm-hmm. for me if we can get them back because you'll he, play them. Um, but we're not a million miles away from them, but it, it's a squad for me. We've got too much deadwood, if you want to say, lying about, and we need to get rid of a lot of these players if we can. Um, and bring better quality players in because I just looked at the benches yesterday and thought their bench was a hell of a lot stronger than ours, unfortunately. But that, that's where we are at the moment and that's up to Michael Beale and Ross Wilson, dare I say, to, to get it right in the next couple of transfer windows. Yeah, 100%, mate. I think you could see the, the difference. In, and I said it yesterday in the pod and I still probably... I mean, I know Jota did well for it. He, did, he was involved in their, their second goal, but I, I didn't think they had a great effect on the game but it was so clear to see the difference in, in squad depth we shouldn't be bringing on no disrespect to Sands and Arfield especially Arfield uh, not Arfield um, Sands and Wright um, I don't mean any disrespect to either of them but we should be bringing on more than that uh, I mean when you're thinking about the players that Ali mentioned Lawrence being out Hadji being out if they two are playing if Roof is 100% fat if Cholak's 100% fat you look at the options you could then bring on you could actually be bringing on I don't you could be bringing on Kamara you could be bringing on Sakala in order to, to see the game out um, or to to sure things up have more of an effect on the game Right, I'm going to move on to um, James Tavernier now this splits opinion um, with the Rangers fans. I think everybody's got a, a different opinion. I think it's either one camp or the other, which, again, I don't always believe is the, the correct thing, um, the correct way to be. But I, I do get the feeling he's becoming a bit of a whipping boy. Look, and I'm not saying that James Tavernier is in any great, tremendous form, because I don't think he is. I think he's he's so poor um, defensively at times but he's never really been that amazing defensively but it's all getting highlighted right now because I feel like he's getting put under the spotlight more and more his stats however you can't really argue with them his stats 
are tremendous. They really are good. Even if you look at what he's been doing this season for a right back, what he offers the what he offers the the team is um, it's unbelievable. It really is. He is. Uh, He's been a credit to himself, really, since he kicked on at Rangers. And I do get that this season's been a tough one for him, whether he's carrying an injury. Something's not quite right. We've all said it before. But when you do break it down and you look at his stats, mate, he's still, a, a, in my opinion, and I know I'm a bit of a tough fan, a fanboy, but in my opinion, he is um, he's still crucial for us. And we all said it. For us to be successful, we're going to need a tavern year to be back on form. His stats are nearly there, but he's form defensively and it's his pace that concerns me most. Um, I don't know about you, Ryan, what you think about that. But again, he was up against Maida, who is like, <laughs> literally, he's just like, he's like stop a go. Do you know what I mean? So it might be it might be that as well. But what's your what's your overall thoughts on James Tavernier, mate? I think, I think James Tavernier splits the Rangers support more than any player that I can remember. Um, I think he really does split support. I think that he starts, you can't really argue in terms of his goals and his assists. But what I do think you can't say is, and everyone says it, so it's not, this isn't targeted at you personally, mate, that you can't say for a right back, he has his stats and, and, and say, look at the goals and assists he's got because he's not a right back then, because he doesn't do his job as a right back. You can't give him credit for the goals and assists, but he's giving goals away and he's having howlers consistently, mate. He is having howlers and yeah, the people like me who I'll put my hand on my heart just now and say I want him dropped. I do. Well, I know we're on the opposite ends of the camp, but I want him dropped and I want Devine to play because I think Devine's earned it. I think it looks as if Devine's not going to get the left-back rolled it. I think he's a man-of-match performance, a couple of good performances there and Beal's not going to play him there because Ballner's the informed man, which I get. But I don't think Tavernier is playing well. I don't. I think he runs away and takes his penalties and he takes them very well. There is no taking that away from him. And someone said, oh, he got, he got two corner kicks on to Morelos' head. I need more than that from, from him. I need really more than that because he really is not a goal a game, but he has given so many chances. He just doesn't look the same guy that we know the levels that we spoke about it. A few months ago, I think it was just before we broke up for the World Cup, and I said he needs to kick on, as you were saying, and be the player that we all, all know he can. And it doesn't look as if he is, whether it's injury or illness or whatever it is. James Tavernier is struggling just now, and it's so apparent that he's struggling. His pace is not there. Mm. His ball retention is shocking. Is really poor. He gives the ball away consistently. Gives the ball away, and. Yeah, that's where I am with him, mate. I'd like to see a bit of freshness on that side, a bit of different, because he's not doing it attackingly. He's, yeah, he's putting his penalties away, but I don't feel as if, in, in free play, I don't feel as if he offers much at the moment. And he is a lot slower than he's looked recently as well. But yeah, against Maida, he's one of the fastest players I've ever seen, I've got to be honest. He was just like mm. a greyhound running past me yesterday. <laughs> but um, yeah, Tavernier for me is struggling. And just like Lundstrom, I think he deserves to be to be dropped because because of his form. Yeah, Ali, as I say, I'm 
I, I do. I've always kind of backed up Tavernier, and I look. I, I can hundred percent get the arguments, and even people in the the stats are saying uh, in the chat, even are saying like, "Oh, the stats aren't that great, etc." I do get that. I think he's been a tremendous servant. Maybe I am being too sentimental about it, and I'm not. I'm not disagreeing that his form this season hasn't been hasn't been there, but I still think he's pretty critical for the team. Um, I don't know if that makes any sort of sense, but where are you? Thank you very much, James, um, for the donation to the channel, mate. That's much appreciated. Uh, where do you sit, Ali? Where James Tavernier, are you in a camp? Are you on the fence? <laughs> I like Tav. I'm not going to lie. I do like Tav. I know I'm not in Ryan's um, brigade of shouting <laughs> at Tav down in that government front. Um, but, um... He, must hate, he must hate me. I mean, honestly, he must hate me. <laughs> <laughs> his mum told me, Ryan. See when I met his mum. Oh, God. Says, 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 oh. See that Ryan in the government front? Yeah, out, if, I see, if I see his mum, I'm going to say, I don't know if you should be proud of your son, by the way. <laughs> 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 yeah, but nah, it's a difficult one, Carney, because defensively at the moment, he's been, he's been pretty woeful, to be honest. I mean, yesterday he was at fault for the two goals, um, along with other people, but he was at fault. He has been at fault a lot this season. That Maida was going by him um, all the time down down that wing, but he is lightning quick. Um, yeah, it's difficult. He looks, from what we've used to seeing with James Tavernier, he looks like he's lost a yard of pace this season. Doesn't seem to go up and down as much as he used to. Um, but I mean, he does offer quite a lot offensively, though. His assists, I know people say his goals, a lot of them are penalties, but he's got to put them in the back of the net. And the one he put yesterday away was was an outstanding penalty. Young Divine, I like Divine. I think he's a good player. He's looked good for us when he's come in. He's different to a Tav. To me, Divine looks more like a, an old-fashioned fullback. to me, to be honest. Um, and the way we play, would he slot in? Because he likes to have the fullbacks kind of going up and down a wee bit. So, I don't know. But... I don't think he's not going to drop Tav. See, see all these people saying drop. I know Ryan says he, if it was Ryan was in charge, he would drop and put Divine in. But I don't think he is. You look at January think, coming up. Sorry to interrupt you. So in terms of Tav, I think there's a lot of sentimental feelings with, with people with, with Tav here. And I do get it. I totally get it. If you're a Tav fan, I get it. But do you think it sends the right message out to the rest of the team that you can play poorly and give goals away, but you've got that captain's armband and you take penalties? So I won't drop you, even though there's, there's a young boy who is, I think he looks, like, I'm not saying he's the future of Rangers, but I think he deserves a chance. I think, <clears throat> not everyone will agree with us, but I think the league, for me, is now a kind of free hit for Michael Beale. If he closes the gap, it's a success. If he doesn't, we move on to next season. And I think it's a great opportunity for him to use Divine and just say, listen, Tav, you look as if you've got you're carrying an injury or things aren't right or you're not playing yourself out of this bad form, I'm going to play Divine for a couple of games and then I'll bring you back in. Do you not think it sends out the wrong message to players if he, if he's undroppable but it sounds about you guys? Yeah, it's, it's difficult because he's the captain. It's, it's, see if he wasn't the captain, right? I know. Yeah, he'd be, I think he would be dropped um, yeah. as a captain. So, And uh, Bill likes him. It has mentioned Beal in terms of Divine going forward that Tavel need to watch his back in terms of he's been putting performances in Divine, but will he actually do it? In terms of the league, I agree with you. The league for me is, is, is gone. It was I even thought it was gone before yesterday. I, I, I couldn't 
I couldn't see us motoring our run and winning every game, and I couldn't see them drop much. So the league is, if you if you want to cure, you want to call it a free hit in terms of you could blood him in some of these games. Um, I think he will. I just look at January coming up, and we've get, we're away, we've got not away, we're at, we're at Hamden against the Sheep in the League Cup, and then we've got St Johnson in the Scottish Cup. That's two critical weeks for me in terms of our season because that's all we've really got to play for is the two cups now. If I've been realistic about it, but I don't know. I don't, it's difficult. I, I just can't see him dropping them. I can't. Would I if I took if I took the cap and stay away from him and just looked at him as a player on the park for Rangers at the moment? Yeah, I would drop him. But he's a captain of Rangers, and Michael Beale, I don't think will drop him. Is that me? The Curry makes, is that me? Kind of, I probably Gary makes a good point. So Scott has a bad pod, he still gets his spot because he's the captain. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly how this thing works. <laughs> yes, that's exactly how it works. Um, uh, he, takes quickly, our, he takes our penalties, Curry. I, I do, I do, and I, <laughs> I'm terrible at football. Um, uh, just quickly, Brian for the super sticker, thank you very much. And James as well for the donation to the channel, mate. Really appreciate it. He's asking if my pictures are for sale. Uh, no, I think I'm keeping them. Yeah, Scott Arfield one's actually signed, believe it or not. Um, but the 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 Tav one, I'll, I'll always keep. I'll always keep that one because that that picture to me means a lot, as it does to many, many more. Uh, but no, I think Tavernier's one of the ones that is going to split opinion. I, I have to agree with Ali. He's a captain. He's not getting dropped. It's just not going to happen. Um, it's one of those one of those things. Uh, uh, it's hard. It really is difficult. And I do have said, I know I do. I've got sentimental feelings towards James Tavernier because of what he done for this football club and what he's been through with the club. I do, I 100% agree that his form is hoaching. I have called him out in bad defending um, and I, he showed, I mean, two, three, four instances yesterday of terrible defending, but that's never really been his game. But then you can completely understand Ryan's argument. Well, if that's if his stats are good, then he's not a right back, etc., etc., because he's not doing the fundamentals of being a right back. It's one of those things, and it'll run forever. I generally think it'll run, run forever. People like Tav, people love to hate Tav. It's always going to be one of those things. I think we'll move on to the next man, um, Alfredo Morelos. Um, Ryan, he has to score that second one for me yesterday, especially the first one. Even at that, has to be on target. The second one, he has to score it. He really does have to score it. Now, I do think he is becoming a bit of a whipping boy and he's not really helping himself out by returning to any real great form. I thought in spells uh, at the start of the second half, he did do a lot of running off the ball. I think the front three were very, very flexible the way they were moving and he was dragging players about a bit. I, I don't really understand why he kind of focused himself on Carter Vickers. I think we spoke about it that Starfield was a pretty much a bomb scare for them that whole game. And I kept thinking Morelos needs to get himself one-on-one with him because it's up to Morelos where he plays. So Morelos can move to Starfield if he wants to. So I felt like he was he missed that opportunity. However, the, the second one is a... Ah, the second chance for that header, he really has to score it. Now, I think there's, there's calls. The fact that Roos coming back... Um, Cholak's coming back there is calls obviously for Cholak to come back in there'll be calls for Roof to come back in a lot of people do like Kamar Roof myself included I just worry about how long he can stay fit for but I think there's absolutely no doubt that he's a quality football player uh, but now we're, we are reaching the period mate, where people are going to be you either keep Morelos or you get rid of him and I'm interested to see what you think right now mate if 
if there is a club interested and there is some form of money on the table, I think it would be best for both parties if Alfredo decides that it's time for him to move on. Um, the two big talking points right now are Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos. And I've said it for a while now, I would have Kent staying um, over Morelos because uh, I think it's just, it's coming to a kind of natural conclusion. Is that me being far too polite about it? Because I also love Morelos. <laughs> No, it's, <clears throat> I get where you're coming from, and I think there's a sentimental side with you and Morelos as well. Um, I understand the Kent argument, I really do. The Alfredo Morelos one, mate, I don't. Um, he, I am, I think I've said on the pod before, I'm, I'm exhausted with the Alfredo Morelos circus. I am exhausted with the, <clears throat> the discipline side of things. I'm exhausted with the fitness side of things with him. I don't think we get, I think we've got a romantic idea of Morelos maybe two or three years ago where he was on fire and he went through that spell where he couldn't stop scoring and he looked great. And I, I, I've not seen that of Fred Morelos for a long time. Um, he's also not signed a contract, which shows he's, for me, doesn't look um, as if he wants to stay. Yesterday, his performance, I, I, I just kept looking at him and thinking, I wish. Antonio Cholak was fit. I don't know how many, I said to the guy that stands next to me, I don't know how many chances Alfredo Morelos has had against Celtic, where he should bury it. I mean, I'm talking over the years he's been here. Uh, been here, what's it, five five years now has he been here? And I don't know how many chances he's had against Celtic at home or away or at, or at Hamden. He's had so many chances against them. He's only scored twice, I think. Uh, he has to bury at least one of those chances yesterday. They're three headers. And yeah, that's all I thought yesterday was I wish Cholak was fit. I wish he was playing against him because I reckon he would have taken a chance. Um, in terms of his play, it's still, it's what, we 3rd of January, so 2nd of January yesterday. Still doesn't look, still doesn't look sharp for me. Still doesn't look up to speed in his game, as I said in the pub yesterday, his game is using his strength, using his, he's got a big backside, so using his big backside and pushing players off and making it hard for defenders. See that thrown about. See the amount of times I've seen him diving yesterday. He's lucky he never got booked. There was one right in front of us in the governing front and he was holding his face and rolling about and even the Rangers fans were telling him to get up. It was just, it's not his game, but I've not seen his game for a long time now and I would take I would take a small amount for Alfredo Morelos. He doesn't, like I say, the best way I can sum him up is I'm, exhausted of the circus of Alfredo Morelos and the subject of him, I think we need to move on from him. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm coming round to that, mate. I, I I get it. I think he's let us down a lot of times. I mean, we'd written him off, actually. Ali, if you remember correctly, we had a point where we'd said, well, Fredo's done, he'll never play for us again. Um, what do we know about anything that way Rangers work? Um, but I think now it's... It's just not really working um, for me. I know he's, he's very, he does do off-the-ball stuff and he does get involved in stuff that he doesn't need to get involved in. Um, and that he's, he's always going to be like that. I think it's the kind of player that he is. But I think now it is, we are at the point now where it's probably best for him to move on and we look to either put all the eggs in the basket with Cholak. I think no matter what, I think we'll be looking for a striker anyway in this window. Um because well, I think it's inevitable with, with Morelos now, but where, where are you on that one? What camp are you in, mate? <laughs> I've got an easy answer for this. I'm in Ryan's camp for this one. Yeah. Um, I've been on record in this podcast saying I'm sick of Morelos at the moment. Um, it's, 
Ryan kind of sums up that kind of circus around him that you've got. Um, he's let us down too many times. And this season, he's, he's been poor. I thought he was poor yesterday. I thought he was burnt in the second half. Um, but he was poor. That one Ryan's going on about where he kind of dived and fell to the ground and fell, it was rolling about. I was I was the same. I sat on the club deck and I could see the guy did nothing to him. Um, mm. And we were all up there shouting, saying, get up many else um, back into the game. But... Um, no, for me, I would, I would, um, I would renew his contract um, for going for because he's been there five, six years now. Morelos, that's quite a yeah. long time for a modern day footballer at the moment in terms of staying at football clubs. But for me, uh, no, nah, it's it's time to go. And he's not had a run of form in what seems like forever now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not really. He's not been at the kind of t- the top of his game for. Well, well over a year, I would think now. So, yeah, I think yeah, it's just it feels that way now with Morelos, and I do think if Cholak and um, Roof were fully fit, I think he would be struggling to get in the team as things stand just now. I don't think he would be. I don't think he would be Bill's kind of first choice. Uh, quickly, before we move on, Anony Moose. I don't know if you want to stay anonymous, uh, so I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to say your name for sure, but you know who you are. Just bought uh, the podcast five coffees, mate. Thank you very much. That is absolutely magic. Really appreciate that. Um, so we'll move on to what um, Bill's reaction was to the game uh, and also a few things that you mentioned. Well, kind of came from the presser. Um, Ali, he says it wasn't his intention um, to drop deep to try and hold on to the game. Um, and he did say that if we had been, had been chasing the game, then he would have, he would have brought off he brought on Roof and Trolak, but they're both not quite there yet. And uh, he had to be fair to them. Now, I, I'm not the biggest fan of that comment because I'm like, well, why are they on the bench in the first place then? Because it gives us kind of the false hope that they might have something in them. And I, I can't believe that at least Cholak didn't have 10 minutes in his legs for that last 10 minutes, which I think would have made all the difference. And even at that, I still think Scotty Arfield coming on was, we've said it for ages, but we are feel that he's an impact player. And that was, if you needed a false 10, a false nine, whatever you want to say, the false nine, then Scott Arfield would have been perfect for that um, yesterday, in my opinion. But that's, I suppose, that's all by the by. I think I'm more interested to hear about what your thoughts are in terms of recruitment. He is definitely going to bring people in. Um, he is saying that it has to be the right people. He is saying that it's long-term and he's not going to look in for short-term, which kind of makes sense, let's be honest. I am a firm believer as well that this league is now done and it's now time for Bill to restart. But before we come on to the squad uh, going forward, mate, it's definitely looking for a centre um, a centre midfielder. I don't think there's going to be any real real surprise in that, that he's going to be looking to strengthen within the midfield. But he did say, obviously, another he wants two or three. Where do you think they're going to be, mate? <laughs> Good question. For me, the mid the midfield's key. For me, the mid he's chopped and changed that midfield quite a bit. Um, Ryan's pals, Jack Amaro, have been in there quite a bit. Um, Lundstrom, he's been in and out. So yeah, the midfield's key because the midfield's key um, for winning football games in general. Because you need to win the midfield battle and. I think we need to we need to look at that and also the right side where Matondo was brought into play um, because I know we've we've had a say Matondo on this podcast but it, it doesn't look like it's working out for him. We've tried umpteen players on that side. Sakala does a job down there. Is he the right guy for us moving forward to get to the next level? Probably not. Um, he's a good squad player, Sakala, but. Um, 
yeah, I would say we'll need a goalkeeper. He won't do that in January, though. But for January, I definitely... For January, I think he'll bring two midfielders. No, three midfielders. I think they'll all be midfielders. Oh, do you? In January, yeah. Because if you look, striking options, Morelos is going to be there to the end of the season, I would think, unless somebody comes in with a wee cheeky offer. But if Morelos is still there, you've got Choak, you've got Kamar Roof. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll all be midfielders, to be honest. I think that's what it'll be. I think definitely one midfielder, 100%. I think there could be a chance of um, an eight, if you like, coming in. But I also think there's a strong possibility he's looking for a six as well in order to provide backup for Lundstrom. Uh, because I do think he prefers to play Ryan Jack a wee bit further forward. Um, that's the way that they used to play under Gerrard. So I, I think he would be looking to move Jack further forward if he's going to continue with um, Jack at the club. So, uh, yeah, I would think a six um, as a kind of understudy to Lundstrom um, and give Lundstrom the rest that he blatantly needs because he's been taking painkiller injections and all sorts to play. So he definitely needs a rest and an eight. But, yeah, the winger... I think you might persevere with West Sakala and um, Scott Wright and obviously Matondo coming in from that. I think he'll give Matondo another chance. I do believe that he will. Unfortunately, I'm going to need to witness it. Uh, and I want him to prove me wrong, of course. I want him to prove me wrong, but I'm say I just don't understand why we signed, why we signed him. Um, it's a bit, bit baffling just now. But... I would be shocked if we don't sign a striker. I really would be shocked if we don't. Because if Kamar Roof when sorry, when Kamar Roof gets injured again, then we're back to we're back to this point that we've been at for a while with Cholak and Morelos. So I think he'll definitely a striker, definitely a midfielder as in a number eight, and then possibly a an understudy to um an understudy to Lundstrom. Ryan, what's your thoughts? Where do you think the recruitment's gonna lie if he's wanting two or three players in? Say three. Well, it's interesting because Bill Bill said that he would only be bringing in first team starters. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So that I think he's not his hands will be tied, but that restricts what you can actually bring in in January because the quality out there, what we want, and what we can realistically get are two different things. I think the midfield is priority and has been priority for a couple of two, or two, or three, four windows now. I think the centre midfield is so stale. And, and really needs freshening up. I think it's a huge problem of ours. I think that we definitely need the old saying, box-to-box type midfielder, but we do need somebody who can take it in a half turn, and I don't mean someone like Tillman, who, for me, is does have ability, but as a young lad who's clearly learning, and especially in that performance yesterday, he's clearly, clearly still developing and learning. So I think we need a finished, not a finished article, but we need a player who who's a first-team starter and can just take the ball and return and play box-to-box. But we also need a six next to him. We need someone who is going to move the ball about and play and, and, and put the boot in a bit. I said yesterday in the pub, I feel that Rangers are too nice. I do feel we need... And this doesn't take me on to Craig Portis, but I, no, I, I feel start. we need players. I feel we need players who are a bit nasty and a bit less of fouling a player and putting a hand out and helping them back up, if you know what I mean. I think we lack that, and I don't. I'm not. What I'm not saying. I'm not saying that we need to get like eight, like eleven Ian Ferguson's out there. I just feel that we have 
are just too nice. I think we need that a bit more in midfield. Um, goalkeeper, goalkeeper could be something that he might bring in. I know McCrory's. Let's talk McCrory getting get a game or, or coming back into the fold. I don't know, but I just wonder if he'll sign if there is a goalkeeper available because Al McGregor's not going to continue after this season, no matter how no. the next four or five months go, he's not going to continue. So I wonder if a goalkeeper does become available this month that he will bring a goalkeeper in. But one thing's for sure is that team, as we said in the summer, needs refreshing. And I think all areas, mate, I think from goal, I wouldn't be surprised if it's if it's available, he signs a player for each position because I think it all needs freshening up. Yeah, yeah, I can I can see that. I think we, we always discuss as well that January's quite a dodgy market to begin to try and find long-term um, players, uh, long-term solutions as well, because it's, it's a bit of a crazy a crazy time. It's, that's more a summer job. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the goalkeeping thing, yeah, I suppose it'll lead us on to the kind of final bit I wanted to talk about tonight. And Again, agree, agree with me, if you agree with us or not, I think most of us um, on this pod, I know Alice and Ryan are probably saying that this league is, we had to win yesterday for anything to have any hopes really of of mounting a challenge um to win this league. So I do believe we're at the point now where it is a free hit for Bill. And uh we started to talk about it again yesterday in the pub and it was something that I wanted to do on here as well is that I believe now if if McCrory is the future, you have to start playing him. Um, I definitely think even though he won't and we've just said it, I definitely think Devine deserves another run in the team. He obviously needs to get Yelmaz back fit and I would expect him to come straight in again to to build him in towards next season as well. Players like Lowry, players like McCann, I expect him to get a lot more time and I think he should he should be utilising everything that he can right now because ultimately I believe the league is over so he has to take advantage of this as much as he possibly can. Ali, what's your thoughts on that? Do you think he should? Uh, whether he does, or whether it's all hypothetical I suppose because we won't make that decision but I, I believe he should start looking towards the future right now. Yeah, no, he needs to. Um, like it's like the league, the league, yeah, the league's done. He's pretty much said it, Bill. He said Celtic would need pretty much collapse to it's theirs to throw yeah. away basically now. So, and I don't see that at all. Um, but yeah, the next two transfer windows are critical. January's like we've talked about a dodgy one. Who's available? What you can get? Um, will they look for maybe a loan to buy? Possibly in January. I don't know if similar to when we got Hadji and Tillman deals, etc. Sands, those kind of deals. I don't know. I don't know much money he'll have to play with. Um, in terms of what the board will give him. But I he needs to he needs to we need to look to the future and the goalkeeping situation. McGregor won't be there next season. Um it's I but I don't know what he's gonna do. I think he'll go out and buy a goalkeeper. I think he will. Um I think we would have seen more of McCrory, if you know what I mean. If I think he was going to step up next season, and he's not. Is that McLaugh- not kind of baffle you why McCrory would say? I know it's all money, I get that, and it secures his financial future. I understand that, but as a football player, surely he's thinking, I could be out playing football. Because I think McCrory's a good keeper. Like I, Whether he's the future at Rangers, I, I don't know. I'd say I'm not a goalkeeping expert by any stretch of imagination. But I do find it strange that he would decide to sign a new deal if he wasn't promised something. Yeah, we said at the time, it was surprising he signed the deal because I thought he would have looked at his brother going to Aberdeen um, and kind of doing well with them, to be honest, and then maybe making a step somewhere else that way. 
um, but he chose to stay. Um, but I don't know. I, I just I like the crew. I think he's a good goalkeeper. He was when he came in for those two games. What it was um, again the last season when we had the COVID problems. I thought he was very good in the old firm. I thought he was brilliant. But I just I just think we would have seen more of him. McLaughlin's number two there. I think he'll go out and get a goalkeeper. Probably the summertime, but I think you'll go and buy one. That's fair enough, Ryan. What do you think in terms of the, the way he should utilise time more than anything else? It's not often you it's not often a manager gets a rewarded time. Um, but right now I feel like he has kind of got it. And I'm not saying we go out and we play the B team every single game. That's not what I mean. But in terms of rotating the squad and giving players chances, um, to really see what they're made of, um, I think he has to start doing it, especially the players like Lowry McCann. They ha- we have to see if they're ready to step up. Uh, but the goalkeeper ones is an interesting one as well, because uh, we all agree, I think McGregor, is he's, he's not going to play on after this season. Um, and if McCrory has signed that contract, it would be good to see him get a run again to see if he is the future. And... <sighs> Call me cynical if you like the way that our club is run. We don't need to spend money, we won't. So if they believe McCrory is going to be good enough for the job, then we have to start seeing it. Yeah, McCrory's a strange one. I think we spoke about it in the pub um yesterday and, and I was quite surprised to hear. So what have you said? He's is it twenty five McCrory is now? He's twenty five, yeah. yeah uh, I, I don't understand that. I don't understand why we keep renewing this boy's contract, but Refuse to refuse to kind of have him in the squad or or play him. I thought he would be well kind of up the ladder by now, at least at least playing in in cup games, for as way McLaughlin does. But um, in terms of youth, I would love to see Lowry and Charlie McCann playing regularly for Rangers in the league from now to the end of the season. I think they're good enough to. I think it's. I think um, some of the comments I've read about Charlie McCann and Lowry are they baffle me. If they if these boys don't come on and score a hat trick or set up three and and set the header light, then they're not good enough for Rangers. It's preposterous. It's it's ridiculous. Um, let them develop. Let them make mistakes. Let them have a bad game. Let them learn from it and let keep the the pressure's not on them. Let them just go and play football and develop. And and because in my opinion, we're doing something wrong with Oak and Howie. We seem to have talent coming through, and they get to the fringes of the first team and fall away. So try something different. This, for me, the league is a free hit now. Yes, Rangers always have to win. That is the priority before developing youth. But what an opportunity to try and bring these boys through. And it could also save us money in the long run as well. Who's to say Devine or Lowry or McCann don't make it as first-team regulars and established first-team members of that for, for the squad next season? Lowry excites me, McCann excites me, and Devine's been a surprise because I didn't think he would have it. So just I would I'm not saying like I say play them every week, but they need to be nourished and just they get this opportunity now for the rest of the season. In my opinion, I definitely think he has to play them. And McCrory again, just to say I get the caveat is a mystery. I don't understand why we're holding on to that boy. Nah, I know I've seen a few people in the comments there in the chat saying that he wasn't good when he's out on loan. I get that he's not playing for a Rangers team though. Things are completely different when you play for Rangers. We know that it's not like you're playing against Livingston. The standard of player, the standard of players that are in front of you are much different. So I think it's we've seen what McCrory could do when he was brought in for that old firm game when he was solid. Look, and he was probably absolutely 
buzzing with adrenaline for that game because what a game to get brought in for. But yeah, it's a it's a crazy one with with um, McCrory because um, even his, his sell on value right now it would be a complete guess for me how much it would be um, because. I'm supposed you would just need to buy out his contract because we haven't seen him. So it's hard to put a price tag on somebody that doesn't really get a game. Um, but yeah, so for tonight, that'll do is something a wee bit different. As I say, we don't usually go live with Club Deck Corner, but I just thought it was important. And uh, yeah, you can see there's a lot of split, uh, a lot of split opinions within amongst the Rangers support just now, but that's the way it always is and that's the way it will always remain. So yeah, thank you everybody for getting involved in the chat. We will be back on Friday with Club Live. Uh, we will be back. One of the boys will be hosting, giving me a night off. Uh, I don't know who. One of you two probably. Was it Scotia did the last one, I think? Didn't he? Scotia done the yeah. last one. So one yeah. of you two. Yeah, one of you two then. Uh, but not for tonight, Ali. Thanks very much, mate. No problem. Good to come on to a, a Club Deck corner. Um, and I, Friday. Back to work tomorrow as well. So, no, me too, mate. To Absolutely dreading it, yeah. man. I think there's Absolutely a lot of people back dreading. to work tomorrow. I've, I've been off for two and a half weeks, I think. Um, and I, back back to it tomorrow. But um, no, looking forward to come back on Friday. Yeah, magic. Ryan, thank you very much, mate. Off to watch Darts Final now. Yeah, it's off to watch the Darts Final, mate. Yeah, I've just about, my liver's just about recovered from. From being down at the Alexandra Palace, so I am going to watch that tonight and, and hopefully, I'm hoping for a Michael Smith win, to be honest. I don't know if there's any Darts fans out there, but I'm hoping Michael Smith wins. Did you give Dundee Taylor a shout-out? Oh, I didn't. Thank you very much, mate. Well remembered. I forgot to do it. Well done, mate. Uh, Dundee Taylor as well. You all know him in the comments. He bought three coffees the other day. Um, thank you very much, mate. I know I messaged you to say so, but I always give a shout-out for people that donate to the channel, mate. So thank you very much. Really appreciated. Thank you, Ryan. Very well done. <coughs> Excuse me. So, yeah, uh, that'll do us for tonight. Um, go and enjoy the rest of your night, uh, and we'll speak to you on Friday. Before you go, please do like the video. Please do subscribe to the channel. All the usual stuff. Also, it's the return to the Manscaped promo on Friday, so tune in for that one. Uh, we are Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Cheers, everybody. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.